Hey there, and welcome to a very special edition of the Person of Interest podcast. Daryl here, and I have been spending my weekend in Texas, Dallas, Texas specifically, at Fan Expo Dallas. And Amy Acker has been here, and while we didn't get the chance to talk to her one-on-one, she did do a about a 30 to 40 minute panel on Saturday evening, and so we were able to record the audio from that panel, and that's what we have for you in this special edition of the Person of Interest podcast, and we there are a couple of little things that she kind of hints at as to what might be coming up here in the final three episodes. Uh, they're more teasers and spoilers, but just, just kind of be aware of that. One is the very last question, and then one, I don't know where it occurs, um, but... You'll know by the fan question that the fan question is kind of about what has happened in the very last episode and what might be um, to come. And she toes the line as much as she can. So for those of you who don't like any kind of hints as to what might be coming, just just be aware of that. But I don't consider them spoilers, but I do want to just kind of throw that out there for those of you who like to stay away as far away from the spoiler zone as possible. But Amy was wonderful. She spent pretty much the entire time fielding fan questions from the audience, and it was a lot of fun. So I'm going to wrap things up and turn the podcast over to what you really want to hear, and that's the voice of Amy Acker. So here you go. But ladies and gentlemen, Fan Expo Dallas would like to present to you the lovely statuess, Ms. Amy Edgar! Shield, Marvel Agents of Shield, uh, Angel, and of course, I guess. I mean, I know you have projects that are, that are that are coming up right now, but in terms of persons of interest, I think that's pretty what most people know you for recently. Yes, that's, that's incredible. It's fantastic. We're really happy to see you. How many episodes did you film for Persons of Interest? Do you remember? Well, the hundredth episode aired on Tuesday, and then there's three left, so one hundred three. That's nice to have behind your back. Okay, um, we have people who are ready to talk to you. I know you've been told me you've been. You felt like I said I feel like I've been talking you guys' ear off all day. But <laughs> thanks for listening to me talk more. <laughs> That's great. They love you, or they wouldn't be here. Uh, our first question is right there. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Hello, Amy. Hi. Um, just before the question, on behalf of the Chinese fans, we love you, not only as Ruth, but also as Amy yourself. And my question is, how do you feel about personal interest creating such an international effect, like spreading not only in America, but also to Britain, China, everywhere? I, I mean, it's been pretty incredible. We, 
what was one of our favorite parts as a cast of the show was that so many people would come and visit us on set and we had um, a bunch of ladies from France who came once a year and they would all come and bring us really delicious French cookies and food and chocolate. And then we had a group from Italy and there was the POI moms who were from all over the US and then we had our amazing Chinese fans who were so dedicated and always wonderful and it's just been, it, it's pretty incredible that you know, when you're filming a show, you just don't imagine where all it's going to spread, and the fact that people have embraced it all over was really exciting for us. Thank you very much. Have you uh, been recognizable overseas? Have you been approached, or...? I don't guess I've been overseas. Well, that's not true. I, I went to Australia, so <laughs> that, that didn't feel too uh, exotic, I guess, but it was... Um, Were you recognized by anyone? Yeah, yeah. there is a lot of person of interest fans, so it was exciting. How was that? I was like, oh, yeah, that was so cool with you. Did you? Not, not too much. Everyone's so nice, so yeah, it's always exciting to meet people wherever you are. They are very nice down there, so yeah, very good. Hi. Hi, Amy. Um, I just had a question. I think it's fair to say all of us love you on POI, and um, me in particular, I loved your scenes with Michael Emerson. I just felt like they're really just electric. So. Um, what can you tell me about shooting those scenes, and what are you going to miss? Oh, I mean, Michael Emerson is probably the best actor on television, so if you get a chance to do a scene with him, then he's going to make you look better just for being near him. Um, but yeah, he's just such a wonderful, generous, intelligent man, and the way that he just kind of, I mean, him and Jim together, but he was such a role model for how the show was conducted and how people, even if you were on set for one day, if Michael was there, he just set such a great example of work ethic and, and how to be a good person and a good actor. So those were definitely some of my favorite scenes too. I always liked the debates we had and the stuff that the writers wrote for us to talk about. A lot of times I'd have to look up, like, what am I talking about? Um, because it was always, a lot of times I would think that the writers had just made it up, and then you would find out this is actually something that's happening, and could be happening, and it's not as um, fictional as it seems. So, it was, it was great working with them. Thank you. Hi there. Hi, my name is Eric. Amy, I love your entire body of work. Um, assuming you have a desire to, what would be your dream superhero role in any upcoming movie or TV scene? <laughs> well, I keep hoping that they'll ask me back on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and since <laughs> I feel like since I got exploded or electrified at the end, that that has to give you some sort of superpower, at least on that show. So I'm not sure what good superhero has electricity as their power, that's a good one, not a mean one, so that, that would be my choice. There's a few, yeah, There's so you, you want to stick with that, uh... Do you have a good suggestion for <sighs> Anyone? You got a sidekick. I, I definitely so, want a sidekick. So you would be Electro Woman and Dino Girl. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Those of us old enough to know who that is, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go, thank you, sir. <laughs> that's one. Okay. <laughs> 
but yeah, I, I, that would be great. And that was uh, second season? That was two, uh, 2014 when you were on S.H.I.E.L.D.? I don't remember if it was the I know, I'm the trying second to, I, or the first. I'm not sure. Anybody remember? It was first season. But towards the end, though, kind of like, right? Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, so first season. Awesome. I've, I've probably honed in all my powers by now, and I'm ready to come <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi, my name's Ashley, and so I had a question. Um, as part of a few LGBT characters that were on TV, um, how did it feel to portray Root, um, a character that represents such a small minority on TV? Did you feel any burden or like sense of responsibility? I, I mean, one of my favorite parts of how they wrote this role in Shaw and how they handled the whole relationship on the show is that they just made it that these two characters love each other and it was never an issue of if they were gay or straight or anything. It was just like clearly these people are meant to be together and that even the other characters didn't comment on it in any way. And so I felt I guess just meeting so many great people at these kind of conventions and having so many people come up to me later and tell me that this role and playing a LGTB character has been inspirational to them it made me feel like, oh, I guess it just felt like I was trying to play the character as best I could. And um, So now I... I mostly feel honored that it spoke to people in such a way and that I got to play one of these characters, one of the few characters like that, and that it's had a positive influence on, on the community and, and different people. Thank you. Thanks. Excellent. Thank you for the question. Amen. <laughs> Hi, Amy. Hi. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say the 100th episode made me cry. Thanks a lot. I'm sorry. Um, but I went back and watched some of the old episodes, the ones when you first, when Rue first came on, and I, it's amazing how complicated your character really is. Uh, I wanted to ask you, do you think Rue is a, a good person who does bad things, or a bad person who does good things? Oh. Yeah, I mean, everyone's like, oh, we're so sad that Rue died, and I'm looking back like at the beginning every when I was first on the show everyone's like die we want you to die <laughs> so it's nice that I made some fans over the years <laughs> um, but yeah she definitely did some some bad things but I've always felt like she was a good person or she felt like she was everything she was doing was for what she believed in. So even when she was doing bad things, it was for the greater good, which in her mind was the machine and everything involved. Thank you. It seems to me that a lot of actors that I've, I've spoken to uh, seem to enjoy playing the villain, playing the bad guy. They think it's the most colorful role, the most complicated role, and, and, and things of that nature. So that's a really good question, if you were a bad person doing a good thing or a good person doing a bad thing, yeah. you were still in an enjoyable part of the roles that people were seeing the light. Uh, did you like playing? I, I, I mean, that's been, that's something that they do really well on the show, is everyone, all of the characters are very complicated. I mean, we're all kneecapping and 
killing people left and right, so no one's getting like gold stars for good behavior. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I think even when you're playing a villain, you have to have the sense behind it that you're doing it for a reason, you know, like just to be mean for the sake of being mean doesn't really appeal to me as an actor, but when someone's doing something negative because they believe in something so strongly, I think that makes for a really interesting character. Agreed. Understood. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm going to ask an angel question. Yes. Um, I've heard how um, direct Joss Whedon can be with his characters and the way he wants shows to go. How much of yourself were you able to put into Fred's character? Well, I hope, I mean, maybe not the crazy part as much, but maybe, I'm not sure. Um, Fred and I both love tacos. Um, let's see, she was from Texas, there was that. I wish I was as smart as her, but I'm not. Um, yeah, there was definitely some, some hints of Amy, but I think that, I. I don't know, they, Joss has a pretty good way of mapping out characters, and I, I guess I was lucky that I fit into that. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Hi. Hi. Hi, my name is Ed. Um, what you're saying is that you are dead on that show, then. You're just going to deal with your voice the rest of the last three episodes? I mean... Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, sir? About his shoes? You like his shoes? <laughs> And I will say that I cried on the 10th episode when I was leaving the cast and crew and was like, oh, I'm never going to see you guys again. And then when I was back the next week, it was a little awkward. <laughs> Is that a spoiler? I don't know. I'm going to That following week. Hey, I left something. I'm just here to pick some up, just so you know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, three episodes left. Uh, I would um, warn the audience for requesting things that I'm sure she will not tell. But sometimes people are just so nice that you just reveal a little too much of what we need to hear. So don't bait her, please. Okay. I, I think they have shown some previews for the next few episodes, and you do see me in flesh in those previews, so. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying you'll see me. I don't know what you're saying exactly, but it's Tell me my more. body. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, my normal body. Like, It's on a naked day. Hi. Hi, Amy. My name is Megan. Thank you so much for coming out today. My question is, um, of all the, co the costumes you've been able to wear, do you have any that were your favorites, and did you keep anything? Oh. Are you talking one series Are you or talking, all? like, root cover-up costumes, or in general, all costumes? Oh. You know, Illyria to uh, Dr. Saunders and Whiskey, all the way up to root. Oh man. What'd you steal? <laughs> I was, I'm regretting that I haven't stolen more. I, uh, I wish I 
Exquisitely nail all of the other actors. Can you say it? <laughs> did you practice for that, or do you, did you just work with them and know them so well that you just were like, I got this? I definitely. I mean, that was probably the scariest thing I've ever, I've ever had to do is like trying to imitate someone who's standing off camera looking at you. I was like, this is a good way to lose friends really fast. <laughs> so. We all we all worked a little bit on that. Uh, luckily, Kevin Chapman had the idea of he was like, "Why don't we all record our lines and our voices for the people?" So we emailed each other recordings of us saying our own lines, and so then you could go over it, do your best attempt to try to make people. I don't know. I thought Michael's interpretation of me was pretty hilarious. <laughs> That was pretty cool, though. I like that. Yeah. that, that was good. So there was no guy off the side with a big old cue card, and you're like, you know, and then... No. Awesome. Awesome. Hello. Hi, Ed. Uh, thanks for being here with us today. It's a long day for you, I guess. And we have several Chinese fans here, two of whom flew all the way here from <laughs> And the thousands of them online want to uh, want us to send their love to you. Thank you. And uh, so after that devastated and explosive 100th uh, episode, we all knew that you were going to be the voice of the machine. So even though in the show you said the machine knows you probably better than yourself, do you think there'll still be a difference between uh, Root and the voice of the machine in the next few episodes? You know, I think there's going to be some discussion about that in the show, so you'll, you'll hear more about it better explained through Jonah's words instead of mine. Um, but they did, they wanted to make it clear by building up that in the 100th episode that the machine really does know us better than we know ourselves. And I think it kind of goes on at one point. I don't know if that part made the actual end cut of the episode, but that she like knows us with 99.6% accuracy. So, um, it's pretty close to, as close, it, it actually was really complicated to figure out because I'm like, so wait, the machine knows exactly root to 99.6% accuracy, but then the machine saying her own ideas in root's voice, but root and the machine kind of share a lot of the same ideas as it is, so there's a lot of, I, I hope it all becomes clear, but it's a lot of root and the machine and kind of melding into one thing. Uh, excuse me, where did that last question person go? Hi, are you, are you saying you guys flew in from China? Through, from Japan? Oh, where are they? Oh, konnichiwa. 
That's all I know. We're done. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Amy. Hey, man. As you were saying, in the beginning, Ruth was like a villain and an assassin, and by the end, she was someone we were rooting for, pun intended. Uh, did you know all along that that was going to be the character's arc, or did they just develop that along the way? Did you even know if her character was going to survive as long as she did? And uh, also, since Person of Interest has ended, uh, what's next on your agenda? Well, um, when I first was cast in Person of Interest, I was, it was to play, do five episodes. So I didn't, I don't think they imagined I would be around much longer than that. I think I was set out to be kind of the, ba the bad guy for season two. And um, luckily I tricked them into keeping me there for the rest of the year. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I don't think they knew what, what I was gonna do. I, I, I know that Jonah said early on that he knew the journey was for her, the machine to take, to take Root's voice. And he told me that in the summer before we started shooting season five. And I think they had had that plan for a while because he had hinted at something at Comic-Con the year before that, but he says was hinting at that. And I was like, oh, well, I'm glad I didn't know for two years. It was hard enough to keep that secret for a year. Um, yeah. There was another part of the question. Yeah, where do you go? Um, uh, what are you doing? Oh, what are you doing um, later? I, what, do you, what do you have upcoming? I just finished a movie last weekend that I shot in Texas um, called When Jeff Went Glamping, which is funny and uh, not at all root-like, but... Um, is that an indie? Yeah. It's an indie? An indie. Okay. So has it been attached to any, anybody yet in terms of... No. So the people who produced Boyhood, the producer of Boyhood was the producer, and it's me and David Arquette, who is going to be delightful and lovely in it. And um, you play Amanda. I play Amanda. Uh, yeah, my Jack. I was like, wow, <laughs> you're so awesome. Wow. I have to backtrack a little bit. I'm still freaking out. You, you have people from Japan who travel here to see you. No, I'm so Isn't that awesome, guys? I think that's. People from New Zealand um, at the convention. I don't know if they're in the room, but people from but I've, that's the first I've heard. We have people from Japan here to see you. And how popular that show is! Over there, obviously. Wow, awesome. Sorry, and boy, hi. Hi, Amy. Hi. So I have a question from Angel. I still have not forgiven Joss Whedon for the way that he killed off Fred. And right after she got together with Wesley, but that's okay because Illyria was pretty badass. <laughs> So my question is, who did you enjoy playing more, Fred or Illyria? Oh gosh. I mean, I struggle with this question every time. Um, I think my favorite part was getting to do the scenes where I was Illyria and then I got to switch back and be Fred. So I really liked the episodes where I got to switch between the two of them. I guess overall favorite would be Fred just because, I don't know, that was like my first real job and, and I did that part for so long and just got to play so many emotional scenes with Alexis and Jay and everyone and I like doing those kind of scenes. And then, but it, it made it even more special getting to do the other thing too. So, it's always fun to be a demon goddess. <laughs> Who, who's, your, who's your favorite? 
friends. Good answer. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Awesome. Hello. Uh oh, there's two there. Um, hi, Amy. My name's Madeline. I know you from Angel. I love you on that show. And so my question was, um, what was your favorite memory from your time on Angel? Sure, there were a lot of pranksters on set. Yes, uh, I mean, in terms of probably scenes she's filmed, is that where you're? Like, just a favorite memory, just like kind of general. Overall, like, yeah. There's one thing that I remember every time I think back on Angel is that we had this one scene one day with Andy Hallett, and I think it was during Smile Time, and he had he was just hilarious and wonderful anyway, but he had to say some line and it had the word gold mine in it. And every time he said gold mine, we would just start laughing so hard and it, we could not get through the scene for like three hours because he would just even start to say the word and we were just like, couldn't even look at each other. And finally they brought the producers in from like, an hour away, everyone drove over and they're like, you have to stop laughing. <laughs> we couldn't, we just couldn't get through it. So that, it, there was lots of, lots of great things, but Andy was always really fun and funny and it was like, it was just a great group of people. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, I don't know when we lost Andy. Um, uh, five years? Oh yeah, four or five years ago we lost Andy Hallett. Yeah, he, he was, he's a character. Very funny, I could see him doing exactly what you expected. Was there another with the... Yeah, okay, there you go. Hello. Hi. My question is, is, did you ever listen to music before preparing each scene? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, Sarah and I did that a lot with the episode 6741. Am I saying the right number? <laughs> with the, the Root and Shaw, the Shaw simulation episode. Um, she, she does that a lot in general, and I kind of stole that a little bit from her. But it is helpful. Oh, yeah. And you're welcome. What do you listen to? What do you like to do? you zone out before your call? Do you plug in? I don't really. I, I like to just. Be myself and then be the character. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a method in any way. So, um, yeah. Sometimes it, that that episode was very emotional, and and so if it's a scene like that, you kind of have to. But for the most part. Awesome. Okay. Hi. Hello. Um, my name is John, and I know you from Cabin in the Woods. Um, I know your entire fandom would just love to see you in more movies. Uh, do you plan on doing movies? I mean, I'd love to. I, I feel lucky that I've been on TV shows so consistently that it doesn't leave too much time for doing movies, but now I'm not on one, so hopefully <laughs> I'll do some movies. Well, maybe it's that Who wants to make a movie? <laughs> Episodes, you know, I think you're 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 gonna be available at some point. I'm sure, you'll get offers. I hope so. Hopefully, something great will come. Hey man. Hey, uh, name's Kevin. Uh, I know you from Dollhouse, and yeah. So, of all the movies and shows you were at, which one's your top favorite? Oh gosh. 
I like them all for different reasons. I mean, probably, if I have to say my top favorite, it would be Angel, just because it was my first, like I said, right when I moved out to LA, I got to do that job and got to meet Joss, which led to so many other things. I mean, kind of even person of interest, Jonah Nolan's wife was a huge Angel fan, and so she suggested me for person of interest, so I feel like everything is owed, owed to, to Angel. Probably that. Awesome. Hi. <laughs> right. I um I know you from Angel, but how did it feel to be bad on Angel? To be bad on Angel? It feels really good to be bad. <laughs> um, it was fun. I, I got you know I got to beat up all the boys and freeze time. I don't. It was all pretty, pretty fun. Yeah, I knew you liked those roles. I knew. How old are you, my friend? I'm nine. Nine. Wow. And and, and you're watching Angel, obviously, <laughs> on reruns or DVD, right? Yeah. Have you seen them all? No. Okay. Keep going. Did you, <laughs> Keep going did you watch Buffy first? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Good job, dude. Thank you so much, man. Thanks. That was a good question. Thanks. Excellent. Hi. Hello. Thanks again for uh, talking with all of us. But uh, my question is, you've gotten to work with Whedon, of course, and who makes a lot of strong female characters. Root is a very strong female character. And um, those of us females here really pre appreciate seeing that on the screen. So do you look for that in a role? Or you, I mean, when your agent calls and you just want a, a part, I mean, do you look for a certain kind of part? Well, you do get a little spoiled when you work with people like Joss and Jonah who write these amazing females and, and just roles in general, and they don't even seem to be kind of in a gender, I don't know, it, it's hard to read a script and see something that's not like that and be excited about it, <laughs> and it's hard to read a script that's not good writing and be excited about it, so I, I think that after playing roles like that, it definitely something I'd like to keep doing and something that I put out there that I that I would like to do. I, I don't always have to kill people, but <laughs> my mom was very happy when I just, she's like, what's that you do in nice romantic comedy? <laughs> so that would be fun too, but you can still be a strong female in a romantic comedy, so yeah. <laughs> they raise you that way. What are the neighbors going to say? The daughter comes home to visit and she's killing people in her own neighborhood. Go back to work. <laughs> hey, man. Hi, Amy. Uh, I know you, you kind of addressed this with an earlier question, but what I was kind of curious if, if it was always planned, uh, you said that there was going to be a story arc, but if it was always planned that you would join the cast full time, or was that something that kind of came later uh, down the line when they really saw how popular your character was? I, I think it, I just, I was, I'm trying to, when did Sarah join? Season two as well? Season two? So, in the spring of season two, right around when they asked Sarah to join the cast, I was not 
contractually obligated to be on the show, and I was there were some other projects that were interested in me, and so luckily I was like they kind of called and said, "Do you want her, or do you want her to do this other project?" And they decided to make me a regular at that point. Awesome. Hi, my name is Lucia, and so. My friend Dave is actually a, um, a big fan of yours, so she wanted me to ask, what is your favorite scene between Luke and Shaw? Oh, there's a lot. I mean, our meeting, our ironing scene was kind of fun because I don't think anyone knew that that scene was going to be what it was. When it, they just thought it was just a normal torture someone with an iron scene. <laughs> but um, it ended up being the start of a beautiful relationship. <laughs> um, and then I really liked the scene in the 100th episode where we're talking about shapes and I'm like telling her like about her thing that she has. And just, I like the, I, I love the dynamic of them when they get to be doing action-y stuff and having these conversations. And she's like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> Sarah's so good at doing that. So the, that's one of my other favorites, but there's a lot. I, I mean, all of her simulation episode, that was really fun. And I, don't, I don't think there was a bad one. I liked all of the shots. Have you had dialogue that made you blush? I mean, reading it, you know, you're gonna have to film this, say this, and whatever. Is it anything you've read? Obviously, something just quick there. What happened? I don't know. I was trying to think. Probably, but luckily, by the time you get to set, you have to blush at home, I guess, alone. <laughs> hey. Hi. I'm Sam. Nice to meet you. Um, uh, my question was, given that the type of person you are in real life, like Amy, super genuine and the very complex character that Root is, how challenging and how hard was it playing that? And what challenges did you face and how have you progressed as an actor and an actress? Oh, thank you first. Um, well, thank you. Uh, you know, it was interesting because the first episode I did of Person of Interest, I actually really wasn't playing Root. I was playing the psychologist. And so I didn't really know what the role was going to be. And there was just that one last scene where I, you know, blow her brains off and kidnap Finch that kind of gave me a sense that maybe she wasn't that nice of a person. <laughs> um, but uh, so when we got to filming that scene, um, Jonah and Greg made a real point of saying, you know, they didn't want it to be like this like low voice, like, I'm gonna take you. They wanted it, they were like, no, that we want her to be like you. Like she can, she's smiling while she kills people. <laughs> and so um, I think that kind of set the tone for what they wanted the character to be. Um, and then all of the writers on First of Interest are just so incredible and they give you so much with the words and the dialogue and the stage directions that I feel like they really just built the character and, and um, yeah, it, it was challenging in a good way because it was um, it definitely, I definitely got to do more in this character than I have in a lot of roles that, and stuff that I would read, maybe not blushing, but I would read and be like, I can't believe someone would think that 
Amy Acker could do this, like, <laughs> and then get to get to do it as Ruth was really fun. Thank you so much. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good question. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, hi. I'm Karis. Um, when you received the audition description for your character on Person of Interest, what was it that initially intrigued you about the character, and what is your favorite aspect of Ruth's personality now? Ooh. Well, one thing about Person of Interest is they had already had Ruth on the show um, before I was Ruth. So they had shown the episode, is that called Root Path or something, where you can see her typing and you see her black nail polish and they had sort of introduced the character and they, and I guess the character of Root had a response with the audience that they knew they wanted to expand on it and, and bring someone into the part. And I luckily didn't have to audition, so that was good. <laughs> so, um, but, so I did never see what the character description would have been. Um, but yeah, they, Jonah just called me at, and asked if he could talk to me and kind of told me what the part was. And he said, you know, watch this episode and we've introduced this character and we have an idea of a direction we want to go with. But he was pretty vague about what that was going to be. So, um, you know, I... I mean, I think the thing that I like most about Root is that like, sort of her transformation from feeling like that we're all bad code into feeling really a part of the family and team machine. And so, that's why it's sad she died. <laughs> okay, let's make sure no one else gets in the line at this point. I think we can get through these last few people here. So hi. My name's Clint, I want to welcome you back home to Dallas. Thank you. Go Lake Highlands, go SMU. Yay! <laughs> um, the cast of Angel was super special, and my wife and I love that show. We named our daughter Cordelia after Cordelia Chase. Um, what is your, I mean, those guys, I think it was just magic, the whole people coming together. Is there some behind the scenes moment that you remember that was just something that's hilarious? I think everybody on the show really had a comedic aspect to them and their personalities. Is there something you're like, oh my gosh, that was just unreasonably hilarious? Gosh. I, I don't know. I keep getting fart jokes when I get people up here. That seems to be what happens with everybody. <gasps> I don't backstory. remember any of that, but maybe the boys didn't do that in front of me. I don't know. I don't, that doesn't seem like those boys, they would have done that in front of me. <laughs> David was, David was always behind when he was off camera, he would either talk in funny voice. He, everyone on our show tried to make people laugh and get in trouble all the time, which, uh, looking back, does not seem very professional, but it was really fun. <laughs> I, I can't think of something specific, though. If I think of one, I'll, I'll tell you. It's usually a long work day. Yeah, you're doing about 18, 16 hours, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So you need to laugh <laughs> on a good day like that. So understand. Hey, oh, look at this guy. Hello. Okay, um, so, you've had fans from China, Australia. Quick shout out from Australia. Hello. Hi. Um, so, this one's going to take you back a little bit. You had a guest spot in season one of Supernatural, yes. where a ghost tries to drown you in a lake. Yes. What was it like filming a drowning scene or kind of interacting with that sort of water element? <laughs> well, I think I drowned in a bathtub, right? 
and my bathtub was supposed to be filled with like muddy water and they decided that the best way to do that would be to fill the bathtub with chocolate milk. <laughs> and I'm not sure whose idea that was because it was just very sticky and somewhat tasty, but... <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was the really stressful part of that was that in the lake scene they had a young boy, he was like 10 or 11, and he had to pretend to drown, and it was, the water was cold, and it was a real lake, and the boy was in the water, and um, Jerry had to jump in and save him, and it was just, it was very scary anyway, just to have a kid pretending to drown, so, it was, I actually, oh, this is a funny story, at Comic-Con, the showrunners for Superman, Supernatural, came up to me and they were like, it's your fault that we've never done another episode about water. So I guess that other people did not like filming in the water, I don't know. Wow, they must have got fan letters in and things of that. I guess so. Wow, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, man. Hi, Amy. Um, I'm a big fan of yours from um, Dollhouse. I recently discovered this series on Netflix. So I watched through it. I'm a big fan of you as, as Dr. Saunders. Um, I was wondering, like, if that show had continued, would you have liked to see, like, stories about her past, how she came to be Whiskey, how she became to be Dr. Saunders, and how, I guess, she reconciled the two when she found out that yeah. she was Whiskey. I mean, that was, that was such a fun, interesting show to be a part of, and I don't think any, after the first season, Joss kind of said, we're probably not getting picked up for a second season. So the fact that even though it was short-lived, we did have twice as long as we thought we were going to have. Um, but I just, I think that's going to be one of those shows that kind of, as time passes, it'll become even more relevant and interesting in the eyes. Yeah. So I, I wish there had been there had been more. I mean, I only got to be a doll for a little bit, and I, I was. You know, it was, I was envious of all those, Eliza getting to have all the different costumes and play all the different characters, so I would like for Whiskey to go back into the rotation and get to play some fun, some fun roles. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Hi. This kind of piggybacks on her question. I'm a huge Dollhouse fan. And from what I can remember, you play at least four distinct characters on that show. Okay. You have your two and Angel that you play, and it sounds like in what you're currently doing, there's multiple people that you play, or, or personalities. Do you ever, or do you enjoy that, or do you find yourself ever stomping your foot going, can't I just keep the one person to see it through? <laughs> I, I don't know. I've, I've, I guess I've been lucky. I think I'm probably the only actor who's ever been you know, killed on a show and turned into a god twice. <laughs> so, it's not bad typecasting to have. <laughs> um, I actually, I really, I love it. I, I'm, I'm afraid I would be bored if I had to just play one part the whole time. It's so nice to get to do these jobs that you never, you never know what you're going to be and what they're going to write for you. And I, I feel really lucky to have gotten to, to do so many different things. Thank you, because you're very good at it, and I enjoy watching. Thank you. Awesome. Love hearing that. Hi. Hello, Amy. Uh, 
less in line. First in people's hearts, though. So. <laughs> if I may, on a person of interest with that uh, shocking last episode, it made me go back and think of the very first episode of this season. It basically, which I thought was Ruth had an opening monologue. Now I'm thinking, was that really the machine speaking? You know, it made me nervous. It's talking about, don't know we won, don't know we lost, everybody's gone. And now it's making me think of that, that scene in a different perspective. Yeah, you should be scared. <laughs> There's three more episodes, and the hundredth wasn't the beginning of a happy ending. <laughs> you just, just ruined it for everybody. They're really good, but you might want Kleenexes. Now, <laughs> Amy will no longer be appearing here. <laughs> Okay, well that was wonderful. Thank you. That's guys. fantastic. Thank you all. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely, beautiful.